0: said you'll never hear no negative nancy's in anybody's voice because we got chris gorebsner we got ian harrower yeah, we, go. we got julie dorsers oh, even glenn the skateboarder it's yes. all the pinballers contest coming to you from beautiful river hibberts back pinball nerds to episode 465 of your favorite pinball podcast my name is orbital Albert, and on today's episode i'm very excited to announce mr ryan c of jesse j's pinball adventures on the pinball network has completed his challenge now did he do it without sulking and complaining with a smile on his face no it looked like it was miserable you would have thought i challenged the guy to drinking like uh i don't know turpentine or something anyways i will say this ryan c it looked a little watered down i don't know what you did off camera there i might have to wait till i get to hang out with jesse j in person and be like hey did he put a little bit of water in there maybe mix it no it was maybe it's just not as thick the stuff you guys get there is not as thick i don't know but mine was like dripping and his kind of like i don't know who's seen the video and who hasn't hit up ryan c if not Um, maybe I'll share it on the Pebble Nerds podcast Facebook page. So make sure you're on there. If not, uh, hopefully I would like to, I did see that Glenn, the skateboarder was kind enough to share it to the tribe, but then it was pulled down or something, but I managed to see it just barely in time. So I haven't seen it. I should probably go to Ryan's page and check if it's on there. I don't know. I don't know if you haven't seen it, maybe you missed it, but Ryan did it. He got her done. And for that, congratulations, Ryan C. Uh, he got it done. I didn't think he'd get it done. Was it within the fortnight? I think so. I hope so. I don't. I think he must have done it yesterday. Yesterday was the fort. The first I did. I challenge him back on April. He did it. Congratulations, Ryan. You did it, buddy. For today's episode, we're going to be counting down the top ten. I've put them in order. The top ten Bill Murray movies that should be turned into pins. I guess it should be the top ten Bill Murray. Because he's not the star of all of these movies and or e shows, if that gives a little bit away. What I will say is I've decided I'm going to try to keep a little tiny two minutes of Homestead or personal like off, you know, personal chat. I'm going to attempt to keep it towards the end of the show and, uh, what I'm going to be doing is playing music, like a uh, hurry up music, get the heck off there because many episodes I finish what I'm talking about by like 15 or 20 minutes. And then I just talk about nonsense for 10 minutes. And that probably annoys some of the listeners. Some of the other listeners are bored. They're like, fine. I'll listen to Orby talk about nothing for 10 more minutes. So anyways, that's just a minor show change. I'm going to try to make if it sounds like my voice is crappy that's because it is i barely had any voice i partied a little too bit hard too hard sunday night at propeller brewing i wanted to record monday and tell you all about how much fun i had but i'm gonna save the telling you about why i lost my voice on sunday at propeller brewing in the arcade having a riot i'm gonna save that to the last two or three minutes uh of the show okay so if you want to hear about that you got to stick to the end and if not let's just get right into it it's time for number 10. Now, first of all, why did I make this show? What made me think to do this? Because now I was a little tired. I'm not going to lie. I was actually more so still two days hungover on Tuesday. And I had possibly had a few too many vapes and too many gummies. And I was half falling asleep on the couch. And I heard my buddy Drew. Now, Drew, I love you, but I'll call you out when you're wrong, buddy. And you're freaking wrong this time, Drew. I know you're. I know. I know you're on. You know, back when I used to rate pinball podcasts, probably one of my favorite pinball podcasts, the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. But Drew, I gotta call you out. You said that stripes. I th- I thought I heard me. I probably heard wrong. There's no way Drew would have said this. I thought Drew said stripes would be the best Bill Murray themed pinball machine. And I was like, what? Now I your your boy Orby. He done love stripes. Oh, and. I don't know, but I've been told Eskimo something's mighty cold. Anyways, the point is, that was very, see, you're not even supposed to use the E word anymore. It's, it's, it's supposed to be Inuit Pie now. they they've taken that name out of there and I feel bad if anyone was, was insulted by me using the E word. I apologize, especially being Canadian. I should especially know not to do that. However, I was trying to, in my brain, take out the other word in that song before I said it, as opposed to that one, but both of them are probably uh, offensive to different people for different reasons. But Drew, maybe he had just said, maybe, maybe, maybe I should go back and listen. I couldn't, I tried to jump around on it a little bit. Couldn't find exactly where it was. I was about, I knew I was about an hour into it. I love that Drew and Ian are back. They were gone for a while. Um, I have watched the first half of the live stream. I'm going to watch the end. Something I found really hilarious was they made an entire segment out of talking about uh, how uh, Kaneda may be coming on my show. Hopefully he is. He said he was going to come. He ended up being a little bit busy, which, you know, geez, it happens to new dads. Um, some Some people have given me the impression that they feel like it goes against my whole positivity thing to have Chris on. And I'm having him on, A, because he's my buddy, okay? I talk to him from time to time. Uh, We're not, like, best friends. I think if we go to, like, Pinball Expo together, I don't think he hates me so much he's going to run over and pour a drink on my head. But I also don't think he's going to be like, oh, Orby, let's say, you you know, like, just basically, he's a podcaster, I'm a podcaster. Chris was ridiculously over-the-top respectful when he was on Special When Lit. He was somewhat respectful. No, I'm just kidding. He He was very respectful when he was on Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. I respect Ken Cromwell, I respect Bill Webb, I respect Drew and Ian, if they can have a calm cool conversation. I mean if Chris gets out of line, I'll be I'll just change the topic or something and if he's still being rude, I would just obviously end the conversation. I don't think that's going to happen. The point of having him on here is not to be argumentative or rude, but the point of having him on here is to a congratulate him for winning a twippy. Say what you will about his show, he he won the twippy. He should have other media interested in that. Like, I think he's deserving of coming on another pinball show to talk about that. B, in the last year, I don't care what you say, his show has got a lot more positive. He stumbles and falls from time to time, especially with, uh, well, on Twitch. He's done some things that have irritated myself or other poor man tribe members, for sure. And that's going to happen. When you have loud, boisterous All of like celebrities piss people off all the time. Athletes piss people off all the time. Media piss people off all the time. The reason why you're usually good at doing media is because you have something different to say than everybody else has to say. And if you're someone who has something that's that different to say, your opinion is that unique, then you're going to rub some people the wrong way. It's just going to happen. Anyways, I still plan on having them on the show. I'm dealing with some other stuff for right now before I even worry about I'm probably not gonna be having anyone on the show probably for about the next seven days. I'm unfortunately dealing with a not very fun but also not super serious, hopefully, healthcare concern. Um, but I will probably update you guys that on that later if I'm comfortable enough doing so, depending on how good and or bad the results are. But uh, I'm, I've got an appointment on the 22nd, which is a week from today. And if you don't hear a lot of pinball podcasts between now and then, it's partially because of that. But I probably will be not be interviewing anyone or having doing any big shows between now and then because I'm just more concerned with what's going on. At the same time, I miss you guys. I want to talk to you guys. I want to tell you about my trip to Halifax. And I was going to do a top 10 toppers, but I knew I could bang out a top 10 uh Bill Murray themed pins much quicker because I've done a lot of research and the topper things vary. The topper takes a lot more time and energy. I know Bill Murray better than I know toppers, okay? I am not the topper messiah, all right? I am simply Bill Murray's number one super fan, probably who has a pinball podcast. So let's get into it. Number 10 is Lost in Translation. Now, I know some of you right now are lost in my words going, what freaking movie is that? If you haven't seen it, go watch it. He's definitely funny in the movie, but not the same type of funny. It's a very dry humor. It's more like an English humor. If you've watched The American, The Office, and The British, The Office, you'll know the difference between dry humor and typical North American humor. And it certainly is more dry. But I think that the stark cinematography used in the movie would translate, dad pun of the day, into an awesome pinball machine, okay? go If you don't want to go watch a movie, just do yourself a favor. Um, Oh my God, who's in it? What's her name? She's so gorgeous, I forget her name. Jeez, I had a crush on her for like five years after that movie. Now I have to ask Google. But do yourself a favor, if you're not going to watch the movie, just go watch the trailer. It's like a minute on YouTube, okay? lost in translation. All right. So I had to double check. Um, it's it's by Sofia Coppola. So obviously she comes from, you know, they can make movies. Um, but let's just take a look here. What is her name? I'm such a jerk. Scarlett Johansson. So she is... A very beautiful, don't worry, my wife doesn't listen, but even if she did, she would approve me saying that she agrees with me. I think she has a little bit of a crush on her too, so it's totally fine. We're allowed to have actor and actress crushes, I believe. That's within the range. Um, Anyways, she's beautiful. The story is good. Does it fit over into pinball? I, I don't know. I don't know, but I couldn't leave that one out because for years that was that movie really made me think the same way John Travolta being in Pulp Fiction made you rethink the character and really start to make him fresh again. That's what lost in translation did for Bill Murray's career. It, it caused a lot of his hardcore fans to really rethink him. And he can do more than poop humor. He can do more than the, the uh, what you're seeing in Ghostbusters, right? He's more than that. He's a deeper character than that. I've gone off base. We're trying to be funny here, but the next one's not funny either. It's number nine. It's Moonrise Kingdom. So many of you uh, have heard of, have at least, heard of Moonrise Kingdom. And if you haven't heard of Moonrise Kingdom, you've probably heard uh, of other movies done by Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson for years, and probably still to this day is is right up there. With absolute my favorite directors, my favorite writers, my favorite writer director. I don't know how you want to call it. Um, he also is an all star at cinematography. The only movie on this entire list that could be turned into a pinball machine that has better cinematography than Lost in Translation is Moonrise Kingdom. Again, if you don't have the time or energy to go watch it, that one you should watch. Like, Lost in Translation is like kind of depressing, but also a really good midlife crisis movie. Um, Moonrise Kingdom is just beautiful. Watch it with your children. You can watch it with all ages. There's, uh, I mean, I don't know. There could be like, I don't know. There's probably like, with your kids over 12, maybe, I'm guessing. I, I took my kids to go see it years ago. Danielle and I went to go see it. I think Owen oh, was like freaking eight. I might've had to close his eyes for like a 10 second part. But anyways, beautiful, gorgeous movie, incredible music. I want to see this turned into a pinball machine because that. Music, the time and energy that Wes Anderson spends. You guys know me. That's why I don't like Hot Wheels because I think they messed up the sounds. Even though the music's mildly irritating, the sounds are beyond that. But we I beat that with a dead horse. I'm gonna try not to mention that ever again. Moonrise Kingdom is just beautiful. I love the movie. I do think it would turn into if you can make think of White Water, this is kind of like that. Like they're out in the woods. There's lots of rivers. They're by the ocean. There's adventures taking place. Uh, He's a Boy Scout. Um, Basically, young lovers. I'm just reading this off the Internet Movie Database. A pair of young lovers flee their New England town, which causes a local search party to set out and find them. It also has Bruce Willis, among tons of just other incredible actors and actresses. Uh, But far beyond Moonrise Kingdom, I'm not just going to be naming off Wes Anderson movies. I really thought about it. And out of The Life Aquatic, which cinematography-wise is like weird but beautiful, The Royal Tenenbaums just wouldn't make as good of a pinball machine. And then I thought maybe, maybe, maybe The uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I still think that one would make a good one. But I think Moonrise Kingdom is by far... I really think that Moonrise Kingdom would be the one theme that me personally, that I would buy over Back to the Future, or even Harry Potter. That's just me personally. I know it will never be made. But again, I'm thinking about, I'm not talking, I'm not giving you a top 10 list of which ones would sell best or which ones necessarily are more relevant right now, even though I was trying to think of that. I'm giving you the idea of which movies or shows he's been in that that could actually turn into a decent pinball machine, right? So yeah, let's move forward here. Next on the list is, what about Bob? Bob? (laughs) If you haven't seen What About Bob, you're probably not listening to this podcast. It's like the best movie of 1993. Um, He travels around with his little goldfish with him, and he does little baby steps, little baby steps, and he irritates the hell irritates some people have some people have likened me to the character and what about bob and i resent that because that guy's way more like my dad i'm like his irritating son who only has like half his weird nerves, nervous nervous ticks. and i don't always count everything but i certainly do count a lot of things and one time i was working a 12 hour overnight shift the worst shift you can get it's called the 7 p.m to the 7 a.m you might have heard of it say it with me it's the midnight shift working midnight we're gonna blah, 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 blah. we're gonna count some rice so what I did is I counted a lot of rice and it wasn't nice I got to like 14 billion I was working in I was working security at Metro which is a, uh, a grocery store chain in London Ontario and there have been several robberies at this exact Metro three weekends in a row they the guy two guys would come in and fill up two uh, shopping carts with uh basically the most expensive meat you can get like they weren't putting in no uh, ground beef in there or anything. It was all like the steaks, you know, the chicken, the kebabs, uh, the bacon. Like just fuck like every piece of friggin' bacon you have. I almost swore. Whoa. Um, anyways, they would fill it up, and as they're walking towards the grocery, like the cashier, they would just turn and go right and just have there be a third guy in a van and just they throw the two carts in there and go. And I'm like, well, that's, yeah, that's one way. So normally in anyways, it had happened between like, it had happened after midnight for like three weekends in a row. So I had to go there and work. Now they never came back. Thank God. I did have to yell at a dude who was stealing a rose though. And he was like, are you going to chase me out of the store? And I was like, no, dude, I'm not going to chase you out of the store, but I'm going to have to write up uh, a dumb, like I'm going to have to write up a dumb, I don't know, instant report or something. And like, you're on camera. Like, is it really worth it? Even if you're just getting banned, from the store for the rest of your life and the pictures on the wall? Like, is it really worth it? What is that rose? $2.50, bro? He's like, I know I'm broke and this girl's hot. I'm like, then borrow two bucks from your buddy. You obviously had a lot of money to drink alcohol at the bar tonight, so you can figure out how to get two bucks. I bet you can. But if you stood at the front of this grocery store and just asked people, excuse me, there's a girl that I find attractive. Could you just give me like a loony or a toonie or a buck or two or whatever, depending on which country you're in, and I can go buy one, right? So anyways, what about Bob would be terrific. Next in line is do 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 Ghostbusters do 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 the afterlife. So if you couldn't do the afterlife one, which is the new one coming out in November this year, that would be very relevant. But if you couldn't do that one, if you could go back and do the what the female-centric cast one, I think that would be also really cool. Because by the time that either of these could come out, you know, both the we don't know if Afterlife or the female one will go down history as thought of as being worse, unfortunately. And I like all the women in it. Um, two of their names are driving me nuts right now. I can't remember two of their names, but in the the female driven one, they were all funny. All the girls in it were funny. Was it Kristen Wiig? No, not Kristen Wiig. Who's the other girl? Oh my gosh, can't remember her name. A really funny girl from SNL was in it, and then another girl that. a a larger girl that was just in a a comic book movie that I just saw. Anyways, it was funny. I think it would make a good, it would make a good Ghostbusters and who out there, which pinball nerd out there doesn't want there to be a smaller gap in their Ghostbusters. I can almost guarantee you if Stern was able to get the rights again for Ghostbusters, the flipper gap will be smaller. I, I can almost guarantee you. All right. Number six on the list is Saturday night live. So Bill Murray was, has been on Saturday night live, like, five, six, seven times even since he's left it. And he goes on pretty much every few years whenever he has a new big movie coming up. Or uh if they probably just need their numbers to go higher, because quite often when he goes on, they, you know, see a big resurgence, especially of older viewers like myself. I do watch Saturday Night Live religiously every single week right now as it is. Um it's one of those shows it's one of like five shows Danielle and I watch during the week. It is on for free on global TV in Canada. And I know that most pinball nerds don't think you can have humor and pinball mix. But if you think of any of the good, like Monster Bash, the only thing good about Monster Bash, okay, there's good mechs and there's good toys. There's nice, easy code. I don't like the theme at all, but I like the humor in the theme. I don't like the theme of the monsters at all, but I like the humor in the theme. I don't, I can't stand this. I remember getting in a fight with someone. I can't stand Attack from Mars, Revenge from Mars. I own Attack from Mars one up. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. Okay. But I like the humor in it. Um, you villain from France, ah, whatever the funny guy, you know, I like the humor in it. Nobody. So we like the humor in pinball. So why don't we just, why have we never had a humor based pinball theme? It's crazy. It's crazy. How about we get another dot dad rock one? No. How about you get how about you do SNL with the little stage from SNL and you pick like five of the 500 bands who've been on it, who agree for, I don't know, the cheapest price or the coolest or seem to fit with it. And you can do a little freaking mini upper stage in there. And then you can be playing one of the five band rock band songs. SNL is known for having crazy rock bands on just as much as humor. So why not even if you have to go rock bandy, why not go that way so you could celebrate five different bands. So if one of the bands you had up there was, I don't know if it was like, whatever Jimi Hendrix or something and you're a giant Jimi Hendrix fan, then you're going to buy it. Or another band was up there. You had up there was Foo Fighters. You're a huge Foo Fighters fan. You buy it. Um, Weezer. Like, I I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe you pick bands have only been on there three, four or five times, right? Whomever. Uh, But I think SNL done correctly. I think that if you are a fan of SNL, you're going to buy this thing. You're at least going to consider buying it. And at the very least I'm telling you right now, in most barcades, most side arcades, most non, like, little kid-centered arcades, a theme like SNL is going to do way better than, say, Hot Wheels are dialed in. It just is. And I know it's not saying much, but I'm just letting you know. That's, that's, I truly believe that. All right. Number five on this list. I've got to go a little quicker. I've only got 10 minutes left here, is Groundhog Day. So, oh, man, I should have had it queued up from uh, Tim the Lion Man Lee. I should have had that queued up. He'd, I want to reuse that. I might even ask him if I can reuse that. Um, he did, for those of you who don't know, in the Groundhog Day special, I believe it was with the the Nerdies Junior, we played it. And it was so funny. He did this whole clip as if he was Ned from, uh, uh, or talking to Ned or whatever from from Groundhog Day. But Groundhog Day, and I know what you're thinking, it's not relevant anymore. I know it's not. But if you're, if you're someone Male, female, doesn't matter. Between probably 35 and 65, you've not only seen Groundhog Day, but you either love it or you hate it. Some people just can't stand that movie. Those people, not the demographic, are going to buy it. But if you love Groundhog Day, like people don't just like, like Groundhog Day. You love it or nothing. So if you love it, it's like in your top 10, if not your top 20 movies of all time. And if it's in your top 10 or 20 movies of all time and you're a pinball nerd and it comes out, you're freaking buying the thing, right? Again, for me, maybe not quite as high as Moonrise Kingdom, but it's up there. Like for me, I don't know if it's number five or like, see, Bill Murray has like six of the top, my top 10 favorite movies on the planet, including the one I'm going to talk about next. And this one probably would be controversial. A lot of this movie could not come out nowadays. Certainly not with big, uh, sorry, not with big movie stars. It is. Not very PC, but it is freaking hilarious. I'm shocked it was never turned into a pinball machine already because man, the pinball manufacturers used to love making bowling orientated pinball machines and only second to the big Lebowski I truly believe would be number four on this list. Kingpin. Um, Bill Murray's character was freaking hilarious in that. And We've already seen that, you know, bowling alleys are still to this day when I'm traveling around, bowling alleys are still probably the most likely spot other than like Bolarama has all the, all the, uh, well, other than the record store, it has the second most pins in like the third largest city on the East coast of Canada here in Moncton, right? Is it third largest, second or third largest? Um, anyways. And it only has two, but still for a lot of people not in big cities, bowling alleys are where you're going to find a lot of, you know, one-off pins. So it makes sense if you're a bowling alley that you buy Kingpin if you're just, you know, deciding how to make some extra revenue. Obviously, Kingpin at a bowling alley makes more money than Kingpin, uh, I don't know, like at a kid's arcade or a Dave & Buster's. I still think king Kingpin at any adult arcade with people with a sense of humor over 30 are going to lick that up like a little Elwyn doggy. Okay, number three on this list is Caddyshack. Now, I don't, I find, what is the name of Bill Murray's character? I find Bill Murray's character to be very annoying and very un-Bill ish But that was the character, character he was asked to play. Play Chevy. The the character that Chevy Chase is playing is the character that Bill Murray wanted to play. And I actually think, sorry, Chevy Chase. He's a jerk anyways. You guys all heard about community and stuff. Um, I still think Chevy Chase is funny, or at least he used to be, whereas Bill Murray is still funny and still relevant. And that's why everything on this list could work because people are insane. I'm part of the, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but maybe I'll share it to the Pimble Nerds podcast Facebook page. But I'm part of a Facebook group with like 80,000 people, which is like We're addicted to Bill Murray group or whatever. And I'm one of them. I'm one of them. And and I love it. And I love him. And something I really, really, really enjoy about Bill Murray is that he has absolutely refused having a manager. He's a lone wolf. He's kind of like me that way. Okay. That's what he did. That's what he do. That's what he is. He can't help it. He doesn't want to have like an agent and a publicity thing and a PR firm. He doesn't have all that. You've got to contact him. Well, I don't know if this is exactly how it happened. I'll, 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 I will, you can, you can for yourself someday read the version on internet movie database. It's probably more realistically than this, but Bill Murray gets up. He sees there's a message from the Coen brothers. says, yeah, we're doing Garfield. We really think you'd be hilarious to do the voice for it. Can you work with us? And he's like the Coen brothers Well, frig, they make such awesome movies. You know, let, let me like, Oh brother, we're out thou and so many other like in, incredible movies. They only had one movie about Hall, uh, Something Caesar I saw that was horrible, but everything else was awesome by the Cohen Brothers. And so he goes, Fine, okay, oh, I'll do it. And then he goes in into shoot and he finds out it's a different Cohen Brothers who are making the cartoon of Garfield. And it's not the Cohen Brothers he's always wanted to work with, but he says yes, anyways. And not only that, he enjoyed doing it. It was so easy. He didn't have to like get dressed and put on, you know. I'm sure he did get dressed to go into the sound thing, but you know, it's much easier than being acting in a movie um and he he actually voiced garfield too so forever bill murray will be the voice of garfield and no that didn't make the list and i i i still think that garfield would be better than stripes i'm sorry drew i love you drew stripes is hilarious i like stripes but it's it's not in there it's not in the top 10 not for me not for me anyways i'm sure everybody has different tastes and that's cool variety is the spice of life that's what makes it rad um but I think most of you could agree hearing this, maybe Stripes wouldn't be probably in the top 10 for many of us, but it, I think I could slide in there number 11. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe, maybe number 11, maybe Garfield, maybe we we'll let Garfield and Stripes tie just to be nice. I think so. All right. Number two on this list is Space Jam. Do you want me to shoot it? No. Do you want me to pass it? No. Do you want me to dunk it? Yeah. Okay. That was more Shaq attack, but did everyone remember that song? Probably not. Hopefully not. Uh, I shouldn't be singing with my horse voice or sure like, should I call it a goat voice? Uh, got your goat, didn't I? All right. So space jam, the new one comes out very soon, but they took out Pepe Le Pew cause PC and whatever and stuff like that. Well, he was kind of, he was kind of a creep. I, I totally get that part, but uh, I think there's creepier people in movies than, uh, the, uh, the overzealous flirtatious, uh, Pepe Le Pew, Le Pew uh, you. To a fromage is is old and moldy. <laughs> um, so Space Jam, Space Jam would ride on the bill of being sports, and Bill Murray loves sports. He's kind of like me. He's weird in that he's like a weirdo and he likes to go out and party, and he kind of is like eccentric and I he, he also likes a lot of like nerd type culture, but at the same time, he is a sports fanatic. He owns a junior league there in, um, oh my God, my memory. He, he owns like a, a one under or two under the major league baseball and St. Saint, Saint Charles, I think. And he loves sports. And I hope that he has more than a cameo. I hope he has like a full role in the new Space Jam. Not only is it relevant, but like stuff like Marvin the Martian, people are getting nostalgic for that. Uh, I know there's already been a Space Jam machine. Who cares? It's been 20 years. Anything Michael Jordan has just been selling like crazy since the last dance. So I think you get Michael Jordan and Bill Murray on there. It's game over. You've got the sports people. You've got the Bill Murray people. It would be fun. It can have hoops. I have less than a minute. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'll have to tell you about my trip to – I'll do a show tomorrow because i got to tell you about my trip to Halifax. I'm such a jerk. All right, number one on this list is Zombieland. Zombieland Double Tap just came out, and because of how well that came out two years ago, it's making me think there's a very good chance Zombieland 3 will come out. With Zombieland, you've got all the people who love stuff like uh, The Walking Dead – that we know how much of a hit that machine is. Then you've got all the people that like the monster stuff, like monster bash attack from Mars. Then you've got all the people who love good humor. Then you've got the Woody Harrelson cheers. Do 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 Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows Woody Harrelson. Anyways, love that guy. Love that guy. You get Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray together. And then even the young guy, uh, don't not Jonah. Um, the younger dude, I like him too. And then the, 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 oh, I'm so bad with names. Both women that were in it were incredible. Everyone in that was awesome. The only thing more awesome than a zombie land pinball machine would be getting to see the bare naked ladies play their new single, Flip, this year. Until next time. Remember to eat, sleep, and breathe pinball.